Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. Today, we're going to talk about some stuff. Yeah. Apparently, Tim and Willie have a quiz for Nick and I, right? Yeah, Tim's Tim's got something special for you guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to include Willie on this, actually, because there's, there's, quest- there's nine questions that okay. I can ask. Oh, I like evenly, that. So. All right. All right. So we'll get to that. Yeah. After that, we're going to talk about some cartoons that we wish were made into movies. Mm-hmm. Tunes. Some tunes. And then finally, we're going to begin our September series of movies that are important to us with Willie's pick, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, directed by Steve Barron from 1990. Not that 2014 crap. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to our review of that, too. Yeah, you can go back and listen to that in August of last year. But yeah. feedback at MidwestFilmers.com <laughs> is where you can write to us. Let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook and Vine under Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. MidwestFilmNerds.com has all previous 142 plus bonus episodes and full show notes for all of those with timestamps. So you can skip over the spoiler, Terry. And Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can shop on Amazon. And part of your purchase will come to us. And we can make our show and podcast even better. Mm-hmm. Other notes. There's a game nerds out this past weekend. Check it's it out. wonderful. Uh, it's on the Mad Max film, which Nick joined. <clears throat> Mad Max game. Yes, or Mad Max game. Which whatever. I also no. did join. We talk about the Mad Max film. No, never mind. Anyway, yeah, that's fantastic. We're going to have another one on Metal Gear out next week, so check that out Very as excited. well. Um, and then we also recorded a Fight the Franchise on the Sleepaway Camp franchise. That'll be out this weekend as well, so keep an eye out Busy for that. times. Yeah, busy, busy podcast times, so uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the content. But yeah. now... Get you through your day, your work day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Absolutely. we're here for. Um, I wanted to talk about one thing real quick. Yes. Ahead of this quiz. Uh, we didn't land on a prize for the winner of the, of the fall movie draft. We're doing a prize? I think we should, right? Oh. I mean, I, we could make it all just for glory, but I figured before any of the movies come out, it might be best to determine a prize of some sort and i wanted to maybe talk to you i don't know how good of a conversation it's going to be but it's being recorded so hopefully yeah it's great. We'll, we'll think of something um we can also kind of stew on it and people can email we, in or tweet at us and let us know what you think our prize should be t- when we win i mean we should probably make a trophy right <laughs> Ooh. I mean, we could mm. we I, could mm, okay i you mean know? i've been i've been working on making some kind of thing for the the movie way it can be really point, shitty i mean I, it's no, fine yeah. i'm going home this week and i have a lot of crappy trophies um yeah bring one okay <laughs> but then Make we can the tape, we can yeah. tape an action figure to it or something <laughs> just I have take one, it back home <laughs> i have one that i got when i was at elementary school for it was called the century club and it was for uh reading 100 books i did not read 100 books <laughs> i totally lied to get wait that wait then how did you get the trophy <laughs> I lied. You played oh. the system? Yeah. Such really deception. Wa- I really wanted it, though. Oh, God, my mom's going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she fact comics checks your story. Count. Wait, well, if you, win, if you win this movie draft, then I don't know if I can believe that it's legit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. 
You've called your legitimate, legitimate uh, uh, contest participation into question. Oh, How many times, Tim? How many times have you done this to us? <laughs> <laughs> My whole life is a sham. You, you did win. I haven't seen a you, movie ever. You, <laughs> you did win the second year? No. Yeah, the second year? No. Yeah, because yeah, you got me Purple Rain on Blu-ray. Yeah, yep. that was yep. the second year. That was year two. Ooh. Or yeah. movie waiting. Surprise. <laughs> so you so your Japan. second copy of Purple Rain on yeah, Blu-ray, I right? have three because Alex bought me a copy from Japan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Very good. Beautiful cats. Alex has bought you Purple Rain twice. Is <laughs> yes. what you're saying? <laughs> oh, man. These are the kind of stories you hear about, like, how couples met. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> I'm trying to think if he paid for my ticket to Purple Rain when we went. There's I no, no, I think I came late. Probably not. I was going to say. Was it like you a meet cute? You, you, no, you were there early. You were okay. there on time at least. But okay. I did not. I did not pay for your ticket. You wore a purple jacket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wore my Willy Wonka, my 2008 Willy Wonka jacket from Hot Topic that I purchased to be Willy Wonka for You were not life. comfortable in that. Oh, it was terrible because underneath, I had just gone to a birthday party that was like a dress up birthday party, like, like fancy dress up. So I was wearing all of the accoutrement for a tux. Below, and I had the Willy Wonka jacket uh, over that, and that thing doesn't fit me anymore because I'm not the same size I was when I was a sophomore in high school. But no, no, who is? Am I right? 2006 Willy Wonka. I apologize. It was not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, the actual Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But anyway, I don't know. Huh. Prize wise, I want that jacket. You want your jacket? <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I don't. I'll see if I can get H and Goss, Donnie, Johnny Depp, Donnie Jepp to sign it. Neil we Deep. Have, we did have a couple outside entrants. So we have my buddy Steve. Yeah, that's who's true. Also a listener. I wanted to go over uh, his uh, his uh, yep. ballot. Just and then so Amy, who who texted me. Okay. What do you do? You know what? What were her for? I gotta find it. Okay, I'm gonna try and. Or race. I can see her, and she'll tell me again. Well, no, you can. We, we got to have it now? Yeah. I, Hunger Games was on there. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars, I think. Uh, she probably also picked. Here we go. All right. Steven. In the Heart of the Sea because of Chris Hemsworth. Steven wrote in and said Creed, Hunger Games Part 3, Part 2, Black Mass, and The Martian. Okay. So that's Stephen Ching. Okay. Friend of the show. Yeah. Nothing I picked. Interesting. Yeah. We'll see. Very well, Steven. This is going to take a little bit. So <laughs> keep talking. Okay. But I don't know. I think if you guys want to do a trophy, we can do a trophy. You know, it feels like it. I mean, it feels like it goes along with the with the sport. That's true. Of, That's true. We could do like the league and have a Sacco as well. Oh God, <laughs> a Shiva and a Sacco. But the Sacco is just a really like shitty movie <laughs> on VHS. It's my VHS copy of the Pest. Ooh. <laughs> And the trophy is my DVD copy of the past. <laughs> yeah, right, there we go. <laughs> Don't worry. It's got two sides. One side has full screen. The other side has widescreen. Oh, Ooh. is it a snap case one? Like no. With a little... No, it's, it's, a, it's actually plastic. It's God, a that's full good. screen. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I still have some, some DVDs that are like the double-sided, you know, full-screen, widescreen, sure. or some that are just full-screen or just widescreen. And <laughs> I, I bought them back when I was like, I don't care. Like, I, I think oh, when I... Gonna, it's amazing they made movies and, like, that they chose to do that. Well, yeah. To, I like, know. segment well, off part of the movie. It, well, the problem is, is the, as we, as people who have worked at a video store, know how much people walk in and be like, does this one have the black bars on the top and bottom? 
Like, that was an issue. <laughs> the way movies have always been, yeah. Well, no, they weren't. I mean, in the, in the movie screen, it fills up the full screen most of the time. At least, even, like, I feel like nowadays, like, aspect ratio was played around with a bit back in the day, but nowadays it's really inconsistent. It can be anywhere from 16.9 to, like, 2.4 to 1. Sure. So, I don't know. I got. I just got the text. Okay. Through. And these are the exact four you would expect. Okay. So, we got... Dinosaur, Star Wars, uh, the last dinosaur, Star yeah. Wars, Hunger Game, and then she just texted Hiddleston. The good so. dinosaur. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Crimson. I forgot about Hiddleston. Crimson Hidd- Hiddleston took, took over That's the right. Hemsworth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, does she? Does what's his name have? Cumberbatch have anything coming out? Uh, he's in Black Mass. Oh, she doesn't know that. Uh-oh. No, she, she'll go with Hiddleston. <laughs> she will. Yeah. <laughs> She's got six movies on her draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you have any ideas on a prize, I think we're going to do a trophy. But other than that, if you think there's anything related to the podcast we should do, uh, let us know. Feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com. But on with the show. Tim. Oh, okay. I think you have a quiz. (laughs) Oh, this is an incredibly timely uh, for today BuzzFeed quiz that I want (laughs) to run by you guys. The always reliable BuzzFeed. Wonderful. Uh, Everybody's going to... It's just real. It's real simple. Uh, I'm not going to tell you guys what it is. Willie already knows. Okay. Do we have to come to a consensus on our answer? Um, I was just going to go one by one. Three questions apiece. Just yeah. rotate and yeah. just rotate. Yep. Oh, and okay. See, and, and then wait. see what the podcast feels. Yeah, we'll get. Overall. I think we'll come to a consensus. Sure. You uh, grab grab your piece of paper and take some <laughs> notes so that you can write in with the score. All right. Are you ready to start, Nick? Coffee or tea? <sighs> what day of the week is it? Um, coffee. It's Wednesday. Okay. Uh, no. Are we, what are we doing? <laughs> I was just going to go with the next, next question, question to you. Oh, yeah. next question. Yeah, so okay. We'll roll through it. We'll roll through it. Okay. Which award show would you rather attend? The Oscars or the Golden Globes? Uh, the Oscars, probably. The Oscars? Yeah. All right. All right. We've hosted it before. So. <laughs> it's true. Willie, what's your ideal way to spend a Saturday night? Out with friends or watching Netflix? Watching Netflix. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Nick. I'm probably watching it for this yeah. podcast. So I, I know what I'm not doing Saturday. Nick, Tina Fey or Amy Poehler? <laughs> God. What day of the week is it? <laughs> Who would you rather drink coffee with? <laughs> oh, uh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler? Yeah. Alex, which celebrity baby would you rather babysit? Northwest, Kanye's kid, or Blue Ivy Carter, Jay-Z's kid? Blue Ivy. Oh, Blue Ivy? Okay. All day. Okay. <laughs> Willie, what's your favorite season? Winter, spring, summer, or fall? I'm going to go with fall. Fall. Good. Nick, Ed Sheeran or Harry Styles? <laughs> I should text Amy again. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It doesn't matter. Just do it, man. Just go for it. Pick one. Uh, we'll do the Ed guy. Ed Sheeran, okay. Sixth Street. He did the Hobbit soundtrack, I yeah, think. That's true. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Alex, where would you rather live? New York or Los Angeles? New York. Oh, man. I don't even... Uh, oh. Willie, Gryffindor or Slytherin? Oh, I'm more of a Gryffindor guy myself. Okay. I was... Yeah, kind of curious about that. Oh, it didn't work out. I, this quiz... Oh, I was about our soulmate, and it gave you two choices, Colin Firth or Hugh Grant. <laughs> and we got Colin Firth. I wanted it to be Hugh Grant because it's his birthday today, and we talked about oh, Hugh Grant. should have picked Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hugh Grant's a total Slytherin. How do you think Hugh Grant would answer Hugh this? Grant's a Hufflepuff. Come okay, on. Hugh Grant's definitely T. 
yeah, opposed well, to coffee. Yeah. I think they well, guy. no, I feel like Colin Firth is definitely more of a yeah, tea you're man. Right. Aren't they They're both English. They're tea both guys? tea. Yeah. But, I mean, still, if one of them is going to be a tea man, it's Colin Firth. Okay. Okay. Um, which show would you rather attend? They serve booze at the Golden Globes. I think he would be he Golden would be Globes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is your right? Hugh's out with friends on a Saturday night. Yep. He's not watching Netflix. Yeah. I can see Colin Firth watching Netflix. Yep. Hugh Grant, oh, Tina Fey, or Amy Poehler. I don't know. I th- oh, I, he was married to a brunette. A I think bit. you'd like Amy, though. I think you'd think like so? her, her spunkiness a little more. He would rather babysit. Uh, I God. I feel like he'd rather have sex with Beyonce. <laughs> so he'd rather... <laughs> he would babysit Jay-Z's kid. Jay-Z's kid. Yeah, His favorite season. So. Hugh's favorite season's got to be... I don't think this was made... I don't know how they did this. <laughs> I'm, <He's>, not... <laughs> I, I'm guessing he's an Ed Sheeran guy. He'd rather live in LA than New York. And he's definitely Slytherin, though. So. Yeah. There you go. Maybe that's the one. They just put the other questions in there. Just and it just came down. <laughs> but I feel like... I don't feel like Colin first a Gryffindor guy either. I think he's more of a Hufflepuff. Ooh, so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I feel like the more interesting question is Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Right. Definitely. <laughs> it's way more shades of gray than that. But. It's like light side or dark side of the force. Yeah, exactly. Happy 55th but. birthday, Hugh Grant. Yes, absolutely. 55. Yep. Looking well, good, I buddy. I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast. I probably have because I usually say it at any opportunity of Colin Firth coming up. But my great grandma's maiden name is Firth. And they were... Of the UK, I think uh, Welsh. Okay, I don't. I'm not certain what the actual nationality would come out to. So there's potential that Colin Firth is a distant relative of mine somehow. But very nice. Probably not. So doesn't matter. Um. Yeah. Thank you for Pop Goes My Heart, Hugh. Oh, absolutely. Thank that's a that. that's a fan. I haven't even seen that movie, but once I uh, let it be known that I love Scott Porter, Willie was like, oh, have you ever seen this? And he showed me the intro. Did to I music. show that to you? Yeah. He showed me the intro of, of music and lyrics, which you haven't, if you haven't seen it, go look it up on YouTube. Oh, it's wonderful. But it's, it's pretty great. It's Hugh Grant, Scott Porter, front manning together, but separate. Yeah. It's like a wham spoof and it's fantastic. Oh, it's, it's, wonderful. it's better than most wham songs. Maybe all of them. <laughs> uh, Last Christmas is pretty good. No, nah, Pop Goes My Heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, Willie, you had the idea that we should talk about cartoons that we would like to have turned into movies. Yeah, well, I think this would be interesting because I think we're, I mean, we're all similar age range, um, but a little a different enough. Cartoons are funny. Saturday morning cartoons are funny because it, you're, if you're at that perfect age for that right cartoon, you're good to go. But, like... A year later, and you miss something that your yeah. buddies, you know, like maybe that's for babies. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, I thought it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about, you know, if you could dream up, you know, a live action version of, of one of those those cartoons you used to watch. What I would think it, be? it should still happen, and with the with the idea of Gem and the Holograms becoming a movie, albeit maybe not in the same way. I think uh, the Pirates of Dark Water should. Totally. Mm, that I was like, what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. I Absolutely. think it would be wonderful. Pretty fantastic we, stuff. It's it's a it's an awesome show. And I, I don't I even just I don't remember it that much. I remember Nick like last year or two years ago downloaded like the whole series and started watching it and I really want to go back and do that. But I just remember it being so awesome and and I think we should do it. And also, not to mention, uh it would make it so that one of the roles of gift wrap paper in my parents' basement would be relevant again. 
Because oh my god, they still have Pirates of Dark Water. We, we have we have probably like a little swatch of Pirates of Dark Water gift wrapping. Never paper, get rid so. of it. Maybe we can attach that to the trophy. Maybe. <laughs> It's not not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Cut out a little piece and just <laughs> yeah. like no. It's it's but no. I I loved that show. I, and I didn't even. I was really late to it because I think it was kind of more of a later eighties, early nineties kind of thing when I would have been a little too young for it. But Maybe. they brought it back on like Toonami. On Pirates of Dark Water. Yeah, they brought it back on Toonami. I think it's like nine ninety three. Yeah, I mean that's pretty young for me. Although I, I still really love Fresh Prince, which came out in '93 too. But yeah, um, I, I the Pirates of Dark Water is awesome. And it was if really you don't cool. know what it is, you should check it out. Yeah, the characters were neat. the uh, The animation was actually really good, and it wasn't just the intro that was good. '91, uh, okay, okay, '92. Yeah, yeah, it was a cool, cool show. Really cool show. Totally. I'm I'm dig that we all like it. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me very happy. No, it's pretty unanimous. Uh, Praise for that one. So. Absolutely. What um, else, guys? Yeah. Anybody else got one to throw out? There was this old, there was a show, and I barely remember. It was called Cops, and it was about future <laughs> cops. And then they fought this. It was a syndicate called Crime. Was it was it like a C dot O dot P dot S? Yeah. yeah. And I don't remember much of it. I just remember as a kid saying, like, "It is awesome." Like. <laughs> This is the coolest. And because all the cops were built like linebackers. They were huge. That's awesome. And they used all these like futuristic weapons on each other. I don't know if it's any good. I don't know if how many people remember it. Hmm. I don't think they should make it. What was it called? <laughs> uh, cops. Tim, that's not the segment we're talking about. <laughs> but um, a show about future cops. They could also make one. Do you, got a, you have a still there? Yeah, I had the, uh, I had the opening theme pulled up. Ooh. Central There's... Organization of Police Specialists is the... Yeah, I, I believe in this. They're fighting. Well, there's a cyber dog there, and then this guy he answered the phone. Man, that animation! It's really good. <laughs> it takes me right back. Oh, see the, all the crime. They just pick up, up a cop car. It was based. <laughs> it was based on Hasbro's 1988 line of action figures called Cops and Crooks. Cops and Crooks. Wow. Okay, I mean, simple enough. I think you can make it um, into a movie. They've made dumber things. So totally. Yeah. Oh man, it was also a Japanese. Uh, it was a Japanese <laughs> series. By Toho, called uh, Deno Kekatsu Saiba Kapu. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Translates to cops. <laughs> Computer police cyber cops <laughs> is what is Ooh, what I it like technically that. translates to. That's amazing. So no, I, I'm down. There was a Wildcats cartoon. Yes. They should just make a movie out that fine. I mean, it's got to be coming, right? They're running out of comic book movies to make. Image had like a whole block then because they had a Savage Dragon cartoon mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it was right after the Wildcats cartoon. I'm sure Street Sharks would show up somewhere, too. Yeah, I used to like... uh, As a kid, I liked stuff that involved animals. Mm -hmm. So uh, Transformers Beast Wars was like my... That was my shit. That's actually... That that's the one of the first five things I ever got from Netflix when Netflix was brand new mm-hmm. and had like only male DVDs. Like I'm talking like 2005. I got the series of Beast Wars and watched them all. Like cycled out the discs. That's awesome. Holds up. The only episode Still that really I really good. remember of that show is when they find the Ark, which is awesome. Wow, that's that's like late. Yeah, later in this. That's like the final season. That's I think honestly I think that was something that I watched on. Toonami as well. Hmm. I also liked... Uh, there was a show like Street Sharks, but it was about dinosaurs. I think it was called Dinos for Hire. Dinosaurs for Hire. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs for, for Hire. hire. I had the so Genesis dumb. game. It's but, amazing. <laughs> all right, let's cut the shit. 
Dino Riders. <laughs> yeah. Boom. I, <laughs> when, I, when's it as, happening? As soon as this topic came up today, I was like, I know what Nyx is. I mean, it's can Dino we look Riders. at the box office of Transformers <laughs> and the box office of Jurassic World? How has this not been made? Yeah. Somewhere Michael yeah. Bay is listening. <laughs> it should not, it should be like it should be populated with like really talented actors that are wasted on <laughs> Dino Riders. I, I was just looking at dinosaur cartoons and I remembered this one real quick. It was called Denver the Last Dinosaur. And it was it went Denver the last dinosaur something something but he was uh he had a magical shell and this bunch of LA kids found him and he would come out and he would play like rock music and he'd have like a leather jacket on the dinosaur would I remember him yeah yeah he's yeah. Denver the last dinosaur he he's was the last cool. one but he rocked out he's uh, gonna party if it's the is, apocalypse he's, and, he's... and then there was one called dinosaurs too it says anthro dinosaurs come from outer space to Earth. The good dinosaurs, the dinosaurs, recruit a small group of Earth children to be their secret scouts against the evil Tyrannos. <laughs> I still want... Uh, it's funny how many dinosaur-themed shows yeah. there yeah. are. Uh, I would like a really good X-Men adaptation similar to the cartoon. Aren't they making a TV series? They're talking about it. They're thinking about it, I think. But yeah, that would be Same cool. way they're thinking about a new Star Trek series and all kinds of stuff like oh, that. Those would both be cool. Yeah, I would love a new Star Trek, but I don't know. I uh, think they always have a pipe dream of having the movie cast on the show. There was a Zelda cartoon, too. Yes. But and Sonic the Hedgehog. And a Super there Mario a cartoon Brothers. for everything. You yeah. know, the, there was two Sonic the Hedgehog cartoons. Mm-hmm. One was like there, a there are comedy news. one. The, the most profitable piece of Sonic right now is a brand new cartoon that came out. Well, they that comic, I remember... When I was, because I was speaking of Ninja Turtles, I was subscribing to the Ninja Turtles Archie comic when I was a kid. And then they came out with a Sonic one, like in like 93, and it's yeah. still running for Archie comics. Really? And it still sells. So, quite well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the one that I have the book of, Willie? Yes. Is that a, yeah. Okay. With Super Sonic on the front. Yeah. That is the Archie series. That's awesome. That is still going. That's awesome. That is now crossed over with the Mega Man series of Archie comics. Yeah. Yeah. Will Jaleel White return as the voice of Sonic? Yes. I, I wonder if I wonder if he's he the voice. To. I wonder if he's the voice in the show that's out right now. I always thought it was weird that they they made him in the cartoon obsessed with Coney dogs. Do you remember that? Well, which cartoon are we talking about? Here? There were two of them. There was the one where he hung out with Tails. That and it was just those two mainly. Just and those they two fought Robotnik, <clears throat> and that was on like USA Network. And there was three goofy dinosaurs, or yep. not dinosaurs, robots that they fought yep. with Robotnik. No, there was two: the tall, skinny one and the short, fat one. Yep. And then there was the other one where he hung out with like a bunch of animals, was, like a walrus that was purple and the stuff. The walrus and yeah, tails and uh, I think I think that you know, girl was a fox girl. or something. Yes, mm, I can't remember her name, but um, that was kind of like the comic book series they came out with. Yes, the Archie because it was all the and because I think Knuckles was in it at some point. Right, too. it was a little more serious than the yep. yeah. That was the one I liked. The Chili Dog one was one where he just hung out with tails. Yes, and I remember like thinking to myself, they just did this because the Ninja Turtles like pizza and they want to give him a food that he's right. you know like obsessed with. Plus, he runs really fast. Maybe he just has to go to the bathroom. That was that was that was. Uh, Maybe it was a Sonic restaurant tie-in. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> How does that not happen? That was a Deke Entertainment show called the Adventure or Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Then there's also Sonic the Hedgehog 1993 and 1996, hmm. and then Sonic Underground, and Sonic oh, X, yeah. and Sonic Boom. Hmm. That was because that was on ABC. The uh, the the one I liked was on ABC because it was right after or before the Cowboys of Moo Mesa, which I <laughs> there loved. we go. Now yeah. we're talking. Yeah, Captain Planet. Ca- yeah. No, I don't know. I think that Don. Cheadle, when are we getting Don Cheadle? I think that <laughs> that, that Don Cheadle uh, Funnier Dice gets the 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 height of any Captain Planet movie. Wasn't that like 
seriously bounced around not too long ago? I got yes, one for I you. Think so. It was. Ah, uh, Real Monsters. Oh, Real absolutely. Monsters. That would make a great movie. Guillermo del Toro directing a children's film. Well, Nickelodeon, totally down. Nickelodeon recently announced a that a lot of their Nicktoons, they're going to bring back their 90s Nicktoons in some kind of film. Yeah, I saw that too. Animation, live action, hybrid thing. That's amazing on. sounding. Like yeah. Ren and Stimpy. It's something like that. Oh. Like, I don't even know if it's Rocco? like... Rocco? Yeah, oh. yeah, Rocco. Um, they, they, they're looking into bringing those back, too. That's like, so cool. In, in some I'm, kind of I'd way. actually watch them, I think. I think I would. I, I want would. my George Clooney Space Ghost movie. Oh, my God. I want Let's Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, <laughs> live action movie, which makes no sense, but I'd pay to see Gary Cole in the Birdman <laughs> <laughs> It'd be beautiful. It would be really good. Um, I do really think, though, if any of them, if it was like, hey, really, honestly, pick one, Pirates of Dark Water for a thousand percent, yes. That would be an incredible movie. I think that's something, like, I don't know why there isn't a new series on that. Like, they could do... I think that show has legs, especially Ooh, with... No, actually... That, that should have hit when Pirates of the Caribbean was a, was a thing. That actually, that is slid down to second place behind Mighty Max. Mm. Mighty Ooh, Max wow. was like That'd my number one jam when I was a kid. I need to look up a picture of Mighty Max. It was I... amazing. And it got great dark show. and it had life lessons all the time and dealt with really cool monsters and there were like there were consequences that like rippled all the way to the end of the series. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was really it had a real an actual ending too. Like it did. the show. And it was insane. Dark. Um another one I wanted to Johnny Quest. I had always been down for a Johnny Quest movie. They're making one. They're making they? one. Yeah. Are they making one? Um, isn't it Robert Rodriguez? Yeah, we talked. Oh, Quest. sweet. Okay. Rodriguez well, then never mind. Is, is, it, is doing some wish kind of granted. Quest. There we go. And uh, Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare, Bucky O'Hare was, was so sweet, and mm-hmm. I feel like with, since we have a talking space raccoon, why not have a talking space rabbit? Because he's awesome yeah. and green. Who is green? Yep. I had a Dead Eye Duck action figure that was. One oh, of my Dead Eye Duck is so cool. Mm-hmm. Ugh. They're all so cool. I remember Darkwing Duck. Yeah. I remember. Oh. Dead Eye Duck was uh, Bucky O'Hare's buddy, his trusted Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he compatriot. had four arms. <laughs> he was badass. And had a gun for each arm. A duck wielding four guns, Tim. <laughs> so cool. Think about it. So cool. Four bad guys at once. I'm looking at a picture. Cause... Did he have four arms and also wings? No. No. Wingless. Okay. Flightless bird. Like Donald. Yes. Okay. But twice as awesome. Okay. Oh, I remember Dead Eye Duck. I may even had him as an action figure. Same yeah. figure. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? I remember Bucky, Bucky O'Hare? O'Hare now too. Yeah. Okay. I had a couple of the action figures. But I had Bucky, and he was amazing. Did you guys ever play Jazz Jackrabbit? That yeah. video game. Awesome. Jazz Jackrabbit's awesome. Very good. I'll have to let Nikki know because she's obsessed with that game and Jill of the Jungle. Oh, it was amazing. Um, one thing I wanted to throw out there real quick: Usagi Ojimbo would be amazing. Yeah. Like, are they going to bring him in the sequel? Um, for what? For turtles? Yeah. No, he's not really a turtles character. Not technically. Really? There, yeah, he's not owned by the people that he's not. He was created by Stan Sakai, and somehow there was a way that they we kind of moved him into the turtle into stuff. The yeah. Um, but but they teamed up with Cerebus and stuff too at a mm-hmm. couple times. But uh, I, like Usagi Ojimbo could be really really cool as like a I don't know. Do you remember? Like I a don't weird. Remember Mighty Max now. Like have uh have the guy who did Thirteen Assassins do Usagi Ojimbo. <laughs> like like have him do it. Like yeah. I don't know. I'd be down. It'd be cool. A samurai wandering Ronin. Like oh, <laughs> that's a rabbit. Just have a rabbit universe. Rabbit and they team can all cross over. Yeah. <laughs> Bucky O'Hare is like the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Jazz Jackrabbit, just why not? Rabbit Team Go. <laughs> Jazz Jackrabbit was uh, famously created by Cliff Blazinski. Yes. As he when he was like sixteen or something awesome. like that. The creator of the Gears of War series. That's awesome. So All right. All right. I think that was a pretty good discussion. Pretty fruitful. Hopefully Hollywood is listening. Yeah. And they start working on those. Pirates of Dark Water, Mighty Max. Make them happen. Yeah, I think I think both of those would be pretty, pretty awesome. Like I, I although I don't know, my we got Mad Max. Why not bring Mighty Max on the scene? Honestly, and on with top the of with the Max, the, PTSD the German Shepherd dog. movie, yeah, with all the YA stuff they're trying to make, let's get out of the dystopian like adults ruined everything and uh, have some fun again. Time travely dimensional. Like Mighty rift. Max was kind of like Spider Man in that he like had to balance his real life like homework and chores with saving the world. It was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mark Webb for Mighty Max. <laughs> Andrew Garfield is Mighty Max. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad fit, actually. Uh, okay. So we can move on to uh, the first in our series of films that are important to us uh, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990. Got to come by... up with a more concise name for that segment. I was going to call <laughs> it uh, Movies and Shakers. <laughs> But I Googled that, and it's not... I mean, people have that name. I don't know. What should we call it? I don't know. These are just these are films that shaped us in some way, shape, or form. Movies and shapers? Movies and shapers. Uh, movies that shaped us. <laughs> movies and shapers? <laughs> <laughs> movies and shapers. You got it. Okay. Movies and shapers colon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1990 is what you read at the as this episode title. Is it, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say right now. You're looking at me. Well, I don't next, next the one that brother <laughs> says we need to crunch it down. I think so. What would the acronym be? <laughs> Cops. <laughs> <laughs> Cops colon. When you, when you brought that up, all I could think of was uh, too many cooks. <laughs> the section of that where it's C-O-O-K-S. Oh, which is really good. That's wonderful. wonderful. Uh, we'll think about, I'll think about it. Okay, well. I'm usually pretty good at coming up with stuff like that. All right. Think about it quick because the episode's going. Well, up you know, just now. continue. We'll, we'll get into the, we'll get into the meat of this thing and swing back around. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, directed by Steve Barron. The IMDb synopsis says: A group of mutated turtle warriors must emerge from the shadows to protect New York City from an uprising criminal gang of ninjas. This movie stars Judith Hogue, Elias Coteus, and uh, many other people in many different forms. Um, both uh, stand-ins as the turtles and their voices as well. Um, so Willie, I would like to kind of pass it to you in order to kind of start off the discussion, at least to say why this movie was, or you could do it either way. You could either find out how we thought about it and then get back to you or, um, no, which would you prefer? I'll start real quick. Um, I picked this movie because, well, it's hugely important to me, both personally and in terms of, of movies themselves, um, and my opinion of movies, um, this was the, my first live action movie I ever saw in the theater. Um, it was a total surprise visit to go see Turtles. I was told we were going to the drugstore, <laughs> and then we went to the Berkeley Theater. Um, here it's in, usually the opposite, isn't it? Like Disney World, and then you end up at the dentist. <laughs> right. <laughs> my parents weren't cruel like that. Apparently, that's good. Um, and I remember having seen the poster at one point somewhere. And it was just the turtles with the manhole cover slightly up, and they yep. were just their eyes pretty much. And I was lost my mind because <laughs> I was already a fan of the cartoon. You know, I had um, 
a bunch of the toys and everything. So lost my mind. Um, and so that, that's a very special memory is going and seeing that movie and the the surprise of it. And uh, I still talk with my dad about it to this day because he was the one that like I got he's got to see Turtles, you know. So fond memory. And then in terms of movies, it, it this was the first time I watched a movie and realized really realized what movies could accomplish. And I mean that in the sense of they could take something from a page or something from something that's hand drawn or, or something that something from a totally different source and make it come to life in front of you. And that's amazing. And they're still doing it today. You know, like they're still bringing things to the screen that I, I'm excited about and I'm so curious to see how it turns out. Um, and I think that's, it's the same, the same reason I'm excited about this movie still is the reason why people are so excited and so welcoming of this Marvel stuff that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's seeing these things for the first time, and you can touch them almost, you know, it's it, very, very cool feeling. So that's why I picked this one. It's hugely important to me. Um, we'll get into other reasons why it's awesome, but uh, that's why I picked it. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, who's next? You want me to go? Sure. I'll go because I, I'm, a, I'm a year or two older than Willie, I think. And this is the second movie I saw that I can remember seeing nice. in the theater. Yeah. I think it was in, I think we were down in Florida. I think I was with my parents and we went and saw it. Because um, I was really excited about it. I was a huge Turtles fan as a kid. First movie I ever saw in the theater, I think, was Ghostbusters 2. So, mm. yeah. I think mine is well documented on the podcast. Do you guys remember what it is? What's that? My first movie that I ever saw in theaters. It's animated, right? No, it came out in 93. Dunstan checks in? Nope. Baby's Day Out? Nope. I can't remember. Last Action Hero. <laughs> that's oh. right. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Anyway. <laughs> sorry, Tim. Please continue. Um... Yeah, this was weirdly enough. This is like the first movie because I bought like a ton of trading cards. That so like this is the first movie I like gobbled up pre-release stuff for. So I remember, Ooh. and that's how I kept took up and, on took it. Took part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Unboxing Day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, this was mainly. I mean, like most movies like this are used to sell kids toys. Oh, totally. And garbage. And that's the other thing I remember about this was the old VHS tape, like the advertisement before for Pizza Hut, uh, where the kids in right field, <laughs> which is woefully disappeared from the DVD and yeah, they don't put it in the way out here in right field, <laughs> out where the dandelions <laughs> Um So I remember that. I remember advertisements. So. I loved it. I watched it a hundred times. It's one of the it, it's one of the movies. It's a movie that I can't even like when I watch it now. I can't even ju- judge it with a critical eye because it's something that like I think is ingrained in me because I watched it so many times as a youth um, that I don't. It, I'm sure someone will go like it's not a very good movie, and I'll go oh, who cares. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I'll watch it anytime. All right, so Nick. What did you think of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, it's a really good movie. It's, it's, uh, it's safe to say this was none of our first viewing of this movie. No, just, no, no, just no, no, so, no. Just no, so no. you can... You and, know. And, and we've seen it, I think, with each other, all of us, at some point. Maybe uh, not Tim, I'm not, not sure. Not Tim, but, I remember, but, but yeah. the three of us and, and a few, Gojo. Oh, did you guys go to the main art? Yeah. yeah. I went the night before, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah or that's after awesome. one of the two. So. That's, that's awesome. But, yeah, yeah, I think it. Uh, as a kid, obviously, like all... Young men of the the nineties, I had a ton of Turtles toys. Uh, I we actually watched Turtles two more in my household because my brother was a little bit younger than me, and it was more I think appropriate when it came out. 
and it was it was wackier. It's a little more fun. It's a little zanier. Um, it has vanilla ice. <laughs> it has Kevin Nash. So, <laughs> what young boy isn't excited? It about doesn't it? have Sam Rockwell though. Correct. <laughs> um. So I, you know, I knew Turtles two a lot better as a kid, and I started watching Turtle. I mean, my my we had that at my house. My grandparents had the original Turtles on VHS. So when we would go over there, that's when we would watch that one, and that was like the more the more serious one. That was Forbidden like, Fruit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Special treat, Lunchables, and Turtles. Uh, so yeah, and that's the one that I think I still prefer to watch to this day. The first one. It's not only is is it obviously a lot of nostalgic fun for all of us, and it. Uh, you know, it, it's just fun to be taken back to that place. But it's it's just a really, it's still a really good movie. It has a lot of <clears throat> the themes of like brotherhood are really strong in it, uh, more so than like adult movies today. Where like like I'd I'd I would would hmm, I would rather watch Ninja Turtles than Four Brothers and feel like a stronger connection between <laughs> these four turtles, turtles that eat pizza and ninja stuff. So, you know, if that doesn't say it right there, then yeah, I don't know what does. It also has a really good score, mm-hmm. an excellent score. John DePrez? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never released the entire, the no. entire score. You and, I, you and I have sniffed out the, the traces that are out there. There are two beautiful selections that... Shredder Sweet. Shredder Sweet is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Find it. Can I, I would, real quick, there's something I learned about this, um, and it, I think it ties into maybe how the score and how the... Uh, and how the movie, because the movie moves really quick, too. It does. And uh, Sally Menke, who did Tarantino, was the editor for Tarantino. This was her first job editing this. That's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think that plays in a lot of So it's all of downhill from Turtles. Really. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well edited, too. This yeah. movie is... It, yeah, it, one other thing that it does really well, I think, that was cool, that was kind of kind of good for like young like like guys growing up, is April, April O'Neil is a really good character. And although the turtles like kind of bail her out at the beginning of the movie, she doesn't need them all the time. She doesn't like always rely on the turtles. They rely she doesn't on her put up a with lot. It. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't put up with any shit from Casey Jones. Like she's <laughs> she is like a strong like woman. And I see all this all this you know fuff these days about like oh there's a strong female character and it's not at all. Watch Turtles because April O'Neil is a really strong female character, and uh, she don't need a man. <laughs> and she doesn't really need turtles either, but you know, take take the help you can get, I guess. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to say about it, and I don't remember. Oh, uh, the effects are oh, terrific. God. Like it kind of raised the bar and set the standard, I think, for like what like thing creatures in like suits should be. And like Splinter looks amazing. They all are just like it. It holds up so well. It looks so good. You can watch four turtles fight Shredder on a rooftop, and it's still one of like the best fights. And I think that's something that we probably touched on in our review of the 2014 one. Mm-hmm. I honestly would have preferred a film with these same suits from made made by the Henson Company in a movie nowadays. I think it would have turned out better to me. I I just I I, I was sitting here before the movie trying to figure out what that metric is. Like, is it like a oh, it will cost us more money to do the CG, but we believe it will look better. Or is it a, the animatronics will be very costly and unwieldy for people to use, 
and it won't look as good. Like, is that what the division is and why that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore? I wonder. I, I honestly think it has a lot to do with maintenance, too, of, think, of this, the practical suits. But some of it, too, some of the action, like the actual action scenes in the new Turtles, I think they were trying to go for something bigger. Like, because there's that one where they, they're on a, a mountain or something, and they, they're, like, fighting on the mountain, and they true. throw it. Like, so there's more extreme stuff in it that I think that they probably couldn't. They didn't think they could get away with a, with a suit like that, and it would just be. But I still think even at that point, that's when the combination of the practical and the CG would be really, right. really, really good and, and really interesting. Because Willie and I were sitting here. I was finishing watching the movie before we recorded because I wanted to do a quick rewatch. And just commenting on how agile all of them are in these insane turtle suits. And it's remarkable. Like, it's insane how well choreographed a lot of the fights are especially considering that these people are in gigantic turtle suits in insane summer weather while they're shooting like it's it's nuts and then a lot of the emotion that they're even able to carry across with the animatronics when they're in those suits it's amazing is kind of beyond a lot of what we see in a lot of cg characters today so it's i it's just something it makes me sad that I feel like that's lost and I, and I hope that you know I know the Henson company's still out there and working on things and they have like a dark crystal movie that they want to make and all that kind of stuff I hope that they're I hope that we can kind of see a resurgence of that because I think people are really gravitating to like Christopher Nolan's practical practical effects practical effects as much as they can in in a world where we have a lot of CG I hope that we kind of see somewhat of a return to animatronics where we can too. Well, we we talked a little bit about that when we were talking about the new Star Wars movie and and yeah, exactly. and JJ Abrams and, and and I think we were all kind of hoping that maybe the hopefully this movie turns out great and you know but hopefully the result is that more people aren't afraid to blend the two together a little yeah. bit more. Um and we might be seeing that. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but no, I mean these the thing is these these actors have things to actually act opposite. Totally. It's not guys in mocap suits, which is great and can look wonderful. I mean, if you watch, you know, Planet of the Apes, the new Planet of the Apes movies are fantastic. And I never sit there and don't believe that Caesar's there. But there is so much more for the actor to work with when you've got a guy in the turtle suit. This is what he's going to look like in the movie. Like, this is the character that's in the film. Ian McKellen so, wouldn't cry opposite the turtle no, suit. No, probably. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> he'd probably cry that he was surrounded by teenage turtles. But, <laughs> if um, Patrick Stewart was playing one of the turtles, then he'd be fine. <laughs> I think he would think it's pretty wonderful. But He, he might. Know. He might. He might think it's very magical. But um, I guess... I don't know. I... I I am so impressed every time I watch this movie, and it's just like, I mean, yeah, if you're really looking for it, yeah, you can see little little bits here and there. You can see wire here or there every once in a while. There's a really funny shot where you can <laughs> see the um, stunt double's eyeballs through the mouth of the turtle, and it's horrifying. <laughs> Especially for that now on Blu-ray, you can really see it. Yeah. Um, but but it's not it's not a big deal. It doesn't pull me out of the movie. You can see these as flaws, and you can nitpick a lot of stuff with the effects. But God, I just I believe it. I, there's not once where I question these guys aren't actual real characters. Yeah, and and can I just say I love the the um, I've always really appreciated the introduction of the turtles and the fact that they they keep those those costumes totally secretive until you cannot wait anymore to see what they look like. Because yeah. I remember sitting there in the theater and the entire first action sequence, totally in shadow. You see a glimpse of a hand maybe. You see like the weapon, the sigh. That's it. You hear them talking and then they're strolling out and then right when you, they're about to you know, come around and you're about to see them for the first time, it just freeze frames 
and it gives you that extra moment to go, ah, yeah. and then they're there. You know, it's just it's so cool. They knew to play the expectations of the the kids in the audience, and but also make a movie that's that's not childish that yeah. your parents could go to and watch and get something out of, and and there's more going on to this in this plot than just let's eat pizza and party. You know, so. I did want to talk a little bit about some of the. Um some of the dated references in the movie, which I think in a lot of terms are still okay for us because when we watch them, we would get it. But I would be really curious to have somebody go back and watch the movie and kind of be like, uh, you know, who's James Cagney? <laughs> like stuff like that. I think that was that a dated be... reference back when the movie <laughs> well, came out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty. But, I mean, we still kind of had some kind of concept yeah. who James Cagney was somehow. I don't really know, but. But I, I think the You Dirty Rat thing is, that's pretty commonly referred to in, in, in pop culture in a yeah. lot of different ways. But it's still, that's one of the things that I wonder, somebody first sitting down to Turtles, how much they would they would, they would would still appreciate some of that or It'd be interesting because I've never, I've never talked to somebody who's significantly younger than me about this movie really yeah. I, I don't know and it might just i, I don't know i'm curious to see what the, I, I mean, i'd be interested to see what the reaction would be yeah. if it'd be like oh god this looks terrible why would i watch this or if it would be oh wow that's really cool if they did that back in 1990 you know i don't yeah. know I, it's that's an interesting question sure yeah. but and and yeah i also kind of want to go back i remember when we went to see it at the main art it was my first time re-watching the movie in quite a long time like several years and I remember just feeling like, wow, I didn't realize how much emotional resonance that this movie really had, as as, as Nick was saying. And I think we all have kind of said in different ways, but the the themes of brotherhood and, and how fathers care for their sons and all those kinds of things, like, it still works really well. And it's it's a great message for the movie to have. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if we really want to do a particular spoiler, Terry, for this movie. I don't know if we necessarily have to i think we can probably just keep going i think a lot of people listening have have probably seen the movie but <laughs> if for some reason this will be a very soft spoiler warning but if we're going to spoil anything it'll be after this point so stop here go watch the movie and come back um yeah i don't know do we have anything in particular we want to talk and continue to talk about tim you got notes there i only got some notes we can we All can, right. we can yeah. pass it around get at the okay <laughs> no um one of the things uh, that i like about this movie as an adult is knowing what New York City was like in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like, and I know they only shoot, they basically just shoot like establishing shots. There were three days in New York. Three days in New York. <laughs> it's kind of, it reminds me of uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yes. It's a lot, because they're filmed around the same time, and it looks like, but just the backdrop of that, because New York in the 80s is awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, not awesome. For the people living in it, mostly. Yeah. But see our review on the most violent year. I believe. <laughs> but, oh, uh, oh, good job! <laughs> but like, I just as soon as I saw, like as soon as it opened, I started looking at pictures, just like pictures of New York City in like the seventies and eighties, yeah. and uh, they were just—it's just Times Square is just all porn mm -hmm. and strip clubs and more porn and <laughs> pornography stores <laughs> and. Like, that is just so fascinating to me. I remember that, people, I, I was listening to something last week or two weeks ago, some podcast where they were talking about how at one point Times Square was a place where you wanted to avoid it and it was not good and and 
and like a lot of crime would happen in Times Square. Whereas nowadays, there's so many people in Times Square at all times that oh, it's a tourist trap. Now. Yeah, and it's not, <laughs> and and they're like they don't even necessarily need to have police patrol it anymore because there's so little crime. And there, I was so. I was reading about the uh, the subway system around that time was a nightmare. There were like 250 felonies a week. Oh my god! <laughs> like every week on that subway system, they had uh, they had a thing that used to ride it called like the Guardian Angels. We used to ride and try to mm. protect things. But there were just pictures of like graffiti all over, and it's just watching a movie about four mutant turtles <laughs> set against this horrifying like in your head is just it, it's wonderful it's so wonderfully weird yeah. that, that as an adult you begin to appreciate it more when casey jones i mean yes the batman of the picture <laughs> uh, that character yeah is He's fantastic so uh, really i real quick every character in this movie I, I i feel invested in every single one of them like, I feel invested in Danny, who in a lot of movies would be kind of obnoxious and be like, ugh, get this kid out of here. Yeah. But I actually, like, throughout the course of the movie, I'm actually, like, I'm rooting for him and I'm rooting for Splinter to get through to him. And I, I, I appreciate that. Even Danny's dad, um, help me out here. I don't know how I forgot his name. Charles. Chuck. Charles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even Charles, I, I'm kind of, I, I feel for that character, too, you know? Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, I, they do a great job with even the humans in this totally. movie. So. Totally. Yeah. Um,. Do we all have a turtle that we identify with? I mean, I know we do. Yeah, I want to talk about my disappointment in this movie. Okay. Leonardo's my favorite Ninja Turtle. Yeah. I hate Leonardo in these movies. <laughs> He's they the rap song doesn't even call him the leader, which is BS. <laughs> um, he is the leader. He was always my favorite. They only they only get him right in the um fourth CGI movie they came out with um about 10 or you so. You don't years think ago. they do anything right with him in this one though? No. See, I always thought they did. I love. I, love I mean, the... they do. They do a little bit. I, I don't know. I don't like the guy's voice. He's very whiny. Okay. Um, and it it's always bothered me. Okay. This. But I think they, there are things they get right about him. He cares about his brothers probably the most, and the him and the, the him and Raph dynamic is pretty good. It's better though in the CGI movie. Oh no, the fight between them in the CGI movie is fantastic. I mean, yeah. it's it's fantastic. I uh, the only times that I, I would disagree would be the all the campfire stuff when he's kind of gathering the team to focus again to like okay. get their shit together a little bit and then i mean he's the one guy to actually like draw blood on shredder which i liked oh i did like that too. you know what okay. i mean i dig that he's the one guy who could actually like he hurt shredder you know and i liked that because it showed that he was really the most skilled of the three of the four when it comes to right. yeah anyway let's go ahead no I, i'll agree with that yeah i don't know that was it that's but. my <laughs> that's my only complaint this is a perfect movie otherwise no yeah I, I, <laughs> well i think i think that this movie does do a lot to put all of them on more of an even footing. Uh, and especially, I mean, Raphael gets more of a focus because he's the trouble one, you know, but I, I kind of hijacked your question too. Who is everybody's favorite? Oh yeah. Uh, Raphael. Nick. Donatello. <clears throat> as a kid, I liked Donatello <laughs> a lot. Um, as I got older, I identified more with Leonardo and Raphael. Okay. I feel like they were the ones that actually, had grown-up problems and dealt with grown-up problems. Okay. I really like, I like Leo's struggles. I think they're they're probably the most interesting. I was always a Donatello guy. So, wait, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I would have called that one. <laughs> uh, Ref sucks, Willie. You're he does not <laughs> suck. No, uh, he's to such me- a baby. No, he can be, but the thing is, you got to remember, he's like 15 years old, and yeah. I was kind of a baby at 15, too. And the, and the thing is with Raph, and I, I understand why people don't like him, a lot of people don't like him, and part of that is I think the focus in the movies gets pushed a lot on him, because he's the most, like... He's the Wolverine. He's Exactly. He's the Wolverine <laughs> of the group. Um, but the reason why I like Raph is I love his, his 
constant need to be part of the world. Like I like he's he he acts so tough like he doesn't give a shit about anybody. He's the one who like cares the most about being part like accepted and being part. That's interesting to me. And they don't get to play with it a ton in this movie, really in any of the movies. And I wish they did a little bit more of that of him like softening to some people that are, you know, outside or whatever, but that's what I've always talked about him is him trying to find the acceptance in a world that totally is not his, you know. Yeah. Same as the Captain America thing. That's why one of the reasons why I like cap so much is him not belonging in something and wanting to, you know, be a part of it. So you suck, Tim. <laughs> You've made your case for Raph. I feel like I'm six years old again fighting on the playground right now. <laughs> Anything else? Oh, um, yeah. What else we got? Um, did you know that Steve Barron, the director, do you know what he directed for this? Movie-wise, nothing. Porn. Before? Yeah. Aha's Take On Me. Okay, that's one of them. <laughs> there are two more classic music videos he did. Um, there was a Michael Jackson video, correct? Mm-hmm. Bad? Nope. Hold on. Hold on. Smooth criminal? What was that? Nope. No. God, what was it? It wasn't Bad Scorsese. Was it? I think so. That's awesome. Who was it? Which one yeah, was I it? Think, I think you're right about uh, that. Billie Jean? Was it Beat It? No, it was Billie Jean. Uh, Billie Jean. Bad okay. was Billie Jean. And then there's one more. Billie Jean. He did some Madonna, too. Um, this isn't the one I was thinking of. I'm thinking of like a classic MTV. They would play it all the time. Um, I'll give you a hint. It was kind of cartoony, kind of video gamey. Oh boy, was, was it, it? Uh, um, money for nothing? Yes. So he, awesome. he directed those three. Videos. He really is a talented guy, and yeah. I, I'm, I, last I know, he did some sort of Treasure Island thing, like did, a TV uh, thing. Yeah, he did Coneheads. Yeah, which Coneheads I, I, I kind of like Coneheads too. So, <laughs> um, and then I was reading Judith uh, Judith Hag, um, who played April, says that he got fired towards the end of the movie. Really? Yeah. I, I, have you read that? Or he, yeah, he clashed a lot with the with the studio because the studio wanted to go more towards the cartoon. Mm-hmm. This movie was in production before like the cartoon had become popular. Like he was he was doing a direct, and you can see a lot of that in here. And I think I think it was a wise choice to blend the two. And I don't think they should have gone full Mirage comics because it never would have been the success it was. But um, he wanted to go full. Well, he, Mirage comics, violent, bloody, rated R. He, he wanted, wanted the soundtrack to be all punk. All punk rock. <laughs> the whole thing. And you see a little bit of that squeak in there. He's wearing his... Uh, um, the kid's wearing... Danny's wearing a Sid Vicious mm. shirt every scene he's in. So he gets to get a little bit of his way in that. But he... Yeah, he clashed with the studio. I don't know if he got fired, but... Yeah, and I'm not sure where he got fired either. But um, a lot of it... Yeah, like you said, a lot of it came down to it being too violent. Even Jim Henson kind of distanced himself from it at the time. He was, he was not like, a fan. He was like, no. this isn't my cup of tea. It's it's a lot more violent than I expected. I don't think it's that dark or violent. I remember being a taken aback as a kid because I was more familiar with the cartoon mainly right. at the time. And when Raph says, damn, like three or four times, I it's went, like his oh. first line. Yeah. I went, oh. I but. think it's. I think that's cool, though. And I think that, I and I've probably said this on the on the podcast before, too. Kids' movies lack balls. They have no balls now. There is no... They, your kids are going to be exposed to crap. Wouldn't you rather be able to explain it to them after they see a movie than like to have them figure it out? I, I hate that. I'm not going to get into it. But this movie has balls. <laughs> and it's not over the top. It's not that violent. No, it's a nice blend. And, and I kids, think Steve yeah. Barron probably would have made it over the top and too violent. Yeah. I mean, I know that the original cut, the kid that gets beat up by Tatsu, dies. Yep. They added the breathing the breathing, and the he's okay in the background like post-production. So... <laughs> Probably a good call on that one, although it would kind of badass to have the kid just die there. Like, just sh- I don't know, to show the stakes of the thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's my rant. I did want to say, I think this is one of the... I can't remember if it was this or if it was Secret of the Ooze. 
Well, one of the two had a feature on the VHS showing you the actual suits and the animatronics and like a behind the scenes kind of thing. And it was one of the few that I remember like not skipping through and actually like being interested in wanting to see how they did it and seeing all the animatronics that went into those suits and wondering how the hell do people fit in there with all that crap. 60 pounds worth. Yeah, it's it, it was nuts. But. There's a there's a funny story from the set I remember reading that um, they'd, have, they'd have thunderstorms come through every once in a while. And because the animatronics were all on radio frequencies, um, if a storm came through and fu- messed up the radio frequency, the faces would glitch out mid-scene and start <laughs> making contorted, like, painful faces and stuff. So the actors would be acting opposite them, and then all of a sudden they'd be like... <laughs> like, like <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. I'd like to see some of that footage. Because um, it sounds... Pretty insane. Ooh, that sounds so, horrifying. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you imagine Elias Cateus like, holy shit, what's going on with this thing? Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, go ahead, Tim. Oh, there's one more thing I want to touch upon because Willie and I talked about it a little. There's once a, a different ending to this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. There is. And I remember from the trading card. There's a trading card of, um, like a guy in a, a guy in a suit or a tie and shirt and tie, and the turtles were sticking their heads out like the window, and the turtles had their foreheads in, and it said. And the deleted scene was Danny and April go pitch the story of what just happened to the Mirage Comics, the Mirage Comics like president, and the turtles like pop their heads in behind halfway through, and um, the Mirage president goes, "No, it's too far fetched," <laughs> and that's like the end of the movie. Wow. It's it's really stupid. It's, it's not good. It's terrible. <laughs> um, it's online if you want to look really? at it. Oh, and could, the worst part about it is like Mikey is like hanging. From they're all hanging upside on on this building, and Mikey falls. And at first, you're like, "Did he just die?" Because <laughs> they're clearly like a high rise. It, like... it takes a while to cut to Mikey like hanging on to the ledge. So like the whole time you're distracted, you, like it takes away from the joke they're about to make because you're terrified that Mikey has died <laughs> because no turtle reacts to it either. Um, so it, this was like it was a. Um, what I would this would have been a good like Marvel post credits stinger. Yeah, it yeah. would have been funny after the credits, but yeah. it, it not as like I can't imagine this coming after the rooftop celebration. It would have been so weird. Like yeah, yeah. Um, couple of facts. I'm gonna bust out some facts too. Okay. Um, Robin Williams actually like schooled Judith Hogue on turtles knowledge before they before she started filming. She was filming Cadillac Man with him, and he like. Like got her prepared for the role, which That's is like the pretty awesome. Cadillac Man reference I've heard in the past two weeks, one of which was on this podcast. But <laughs> I don't, I don't know what's going on. I think you need to watch it now. <laughs> Maybe you'll die if you watch it. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't. Um, uh, this is pretty well known, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. The actors who played the turtles also have roles in the film, usually involving the the turtle character that they play. Uh, John Pius was Raphael. He is the passenger in the taxi cab that. Is trying to get you're going to LaGuardia, right? Yeah, that one. Um, Michael Sisti, who plays Michelangelo, is the pizza delivery guy. Who, Talking about the guys who voiced them, right? These are the guys who actually these are the guys who did the uh, suit work. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Michael Sisti is the pizza delivery guy. He played Michelangelo, so he interacts with Michelangelo. Uh, Leaf Tilden plays Donatello. He was the foot messenger who slaps April across the face. Uh-huh. And Dave Foreman, who played Leonardo, was a um, Gang member in the warehouse with uh, Sam Rockwell. So, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, I think that's all I got. I stole a bunch of this from IMDb. There's plenty of wonderful stuff on there. So, check there out the trivia. There are a couple of YouTube clips I want to direct people to as well. What's that? There's a couple of YouTube things. Do it. Throw yeah. it out there. There's a TV spot 
And you know how they do those TV spots with, um, like, the audience members come out, and they're like, oh, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> and, oh, this is the best movie of the summer. There's one of them. It has, like, it has... Like two kids come out, and they're like, "Oh, I loved it!" And then it cuts to the second group of people, and Christian Slater is in it, and he goes, "It's awesome!" <laughs> what? I think he must have had a movie coming out with the studio at the time, is what I've read. I'm like, hey, Christian, come help this movie. But it's so weird that they don't point out that it's Christian Slater. <laughs> it's just Christian Slater going, "Oh, it's the best!" Uh, and then there's this bizarre because around this time, the Turtles came out with the coming out of our shells. CD, Ugh. which I owned, where the Turtles played like they were a rock band. Coming out of a shit. <laughs> it sounded like the, the Entertainment, Entertainment Tonight, Tonight yeah. theme song. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> there is some... I feel so bad like for my parents because I made them listen to that album all the time. I made them drive to Pizza Hut the day it came out. And like buy it for me. I'm gonna one up you. Yeah. I made my father take me to the live show. Oh, did you see? I witnessed coming out of their shells live and in person. Stones? Yeah. It was real. <laughs> yes, Flitter sings a song called "Skipping Stones." It is. It, it's the worst song. It's ever. so bad. <laughs> it does it, it, oh, skipping stones. Skipping stones. <laughs> it's not closing time. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they go. They have the turtles in character go on the old Oprah Winfrey show. Oh. Like this is pre Oprah, like being Oprah, and she is so like you. You start to just go, wow, what a professional she is, <laughs> because the entire time she plays it straight with these turtles, and there's a bunch of kids in the audience, and you know she's just got to be going like, oh my god. Like, Why did they make me do this? What am I going to do with the rest of my life? Did I make the right career choice? Um, and then uh, there's one amazingly awkward point where she's uh, they're talking about um, Raphael. And they're like talking about how April doesn't have a boyfriend. And Raphael goes, um, well, I've always been trying to get her into an interspecies relationship. <laughs> and everybody just kind of goes. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. So watch that. And it's 45 minutes. Fantastic. Oh, you should. Fantastic use of your time. You should. I love there's, that yeah. there's always been weird sexual humor around the Ninja Turtle. Because I remember one of our big issues with the 2014 one was how weird the Mikey, Megan Fox thing was. Yeah, there's a funny video called Scientifically Accurate Ninja Turtles. <laughs> don't watch it if you don't want to be horrified. <laughs> but it could explain some things <laughs> for you. Um, yeah, uh, I, I do want to say that I, I, while I enjoy the sequels, this one is the one that I, I watch all the time. Yeah, the, I, <clears throat> I have not revisited 2 and 3 in real in a really long time. You going to? I'm I, I want to at some point soon. Um I remember like enjoying three, even though I think most people are like, ugh. Stick by it. Stick by it, Alex. I, I, I remember enjoying it. I, I, I need the, to watch it. I, I was a contrarian at a young age because I like three better than two. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Oh boy. Um that's all I had. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on totals? Watch this movie if you haven't. Um, read Return to New York for the original Mirage run because it's amazing. It, it's really dirty and filthy, but it's amazing. Mostly they kind of touch on it. it this is kind of – it's, it's really an adapta- a loose adaptation of that story. And the story of the comic is fantastic too. It gets a little crazy. There's some cult stuff involved, but the, this one streamlines it. But it's, it's a really cool book. And then read the new IDW Turtles series because it's amazing. It's really good. It's like a perfect blend of – the kind of the fun stuff about the turtles that you liked as a kid, and then also being like adult enough to 
not feel like a total doof reading it. So, yeah. Oh, read the Archie one, too. <laughs> the Archie one gets weird, yeah. The Archie one, um, if you read those first, and then read the Archie one if you want more, because it gets crazy. There's one point where they, like, travel back in time, and they find Hitler, like, Hitler's brain somehow is involved in this like it's frozen mm-hmm. and then it, it's got like a robot body i Crane believe becomes hitler yeah n- um not really kind of sort of it's kind of like a combination and then there's there's a shark with a robot body too like he's i don't it, he's called the uh mecha shark or something I, or no, i think it's just robot shark but anyway the turtles go back and then they find hitler and they convince Hitler that they're demons from hell, and Hitler like tries to shoot at him, and Raph punches him in the face. <laughs> so there's, it gets bizarre. And that's funny because that, the Archie comic series started off as like an adaptation of the Fred Wolf cartoons, oh, the cartoons. Yeah. and then it went got really weird. Yeah, yeah. around like issue twenty, it starts to it, it starts to break, break away pretty early. I <clears> bought <throat> all of them when I was young, and it was like I read them all the time. So yeah, did you mention the show on Nickelodeon right now? It's no. really good. I have not watched it. You you would be the expert on oh, that. Oh wow, one. watch it. I think I think yeah. you've <laughs> talked about it like a long time ago on yeah. the show. But. Yeah, I did. I don't know what we we've been watching like a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I never You showed me bits and pieces of it and it seems Yeah, I awesome. watched a bunch with Gojo. We watched I think one day we watched like seven episodes in a <laughs> row. And then when it and it just builds towards them finally confronting Shredder, and when they do that's awesome oh yeah well and i remember i know willie you really enjoyed the animated series that was on the same time as sonic underground i made you download the entire thing for me yeah, once the one from like two ish uh oh three i think is yeah. what it started. oh that one is awesome. it's, it's amazing and they yeah. do an adaptation of return to new york which is it's like oh it's really good. so good the the, the rooftop showdown between shredder and leonardo is amazing it's great. <laughs> i have that on tape yeah. somewhere i'm gonna go find it it's so good <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that yeah. series is really good. So really, just just eat up turtle stuff. Like play the Genesis games. Stay away from the next mutation. Don't watch that. Watch coming out of our shells live, but with friends and be, and drinking. Yeah, and then skip some stones. Yeah, <laughs> watch the new one if you want. Go for it. Yeah. Sure, why not? Well, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you're a free person. <laughs> our opinions aren't that important. Just do what you want to do. Don't watch that. Make movie. mine turtles. Please don't watch that movie. Watch the uh, one scene from the new one where they get the turtles completely right. And that's the scene where they're in the elevator yep. and they start rapping with each other. Yep. Because that part is really awesome. And it makes me wish the people that directed that scene directed the entire movie. <laughs> I don't I really, really love the, uh, I just wanted to say, the the tequila dance number in the beginning of the original film is wonderful. Oh, it's great. The choreography of... Uh, <laughs> Mikey and <laughs> and Donatello doing the dancing is just so wonderful. It's it's awesome. It's great. But, yeah. All right, I think that's it for this movies and shapers. <laughs> Potential ideas. Okay. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, I was trying to think of something along the lines of like time capsules, maybe something involving that sort of thing. Not such a huge fan of that. Uh, George formative years, like George Foreman would would say. <laughs> Original Sin, Emma. I can't yeah. even like Original Sin. It's because it's sexy. Yeah. Expelled C-I-N. Oh, and then we could review Original Sin starring Angelina Jolie. <laughs> we could. <laughs> uh, original Sin, colon Original Sin. We could do either. There's a big thing in film theory called uh, like studying films that exhibit self-reflexive films. I can't think of how to expand that word. We could do self-slash-reflexive mm-hmm. or self-slash-referent. Like the Ryan Reynolds vehicle. Uh, <laughs> I took our four names and they formed the acronym WANT. So <laughs> we could do that. 
If you want to know more about us, if you want to know the the films that shaped us. That's good. Uh, and uh, last but not least, coming out of our shells. <laughs> would make a great name for this. I, I love that. I kind of like that. How about want colon coming out of our shells? <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Want colon coming out of our shells colon <laughs> move, move, movers movies and shapers. <laughs> I, we could we could movie call milestones. It, we could call it formation of want. Call it checkpoints. Checkpoint. That's for movie milestones is pretty good. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> trying to think of some something that calls back to like the the. I wish I could Instagram that shrug you just get, <laughs> to, your, to your own idea. <laughs> It wasn't that good. I was just trying to think of something that that uh, that idea of like it's it's something early, something formative, something you know that that mattered early on. But maybe maybe all the movies we pick won't be from our from our youth necessarily. Perhaps not. Mine's not. Yeah, I don't know if mine. Will well, you're be. older than us, so we should just yeah. say it. I w- it was college though, like college, review. So. Review. <laughs> <laughs> review of this Central. movie. This yeah. week on. It's technically review. a retro review, but yeah. I don't know. I wanted to have some kind of subtitle. Special retro. Worst comes to worst, you could go movie milestones. If, or if, milestone movies. If you listeners have any suggestions, write in and then also write in who your soulmate is on that BuzzFeed course. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take the quiz. Uh, yeah, I, whatever this one comes out as, if you're listening to this, you can look and see what I'd landed on, but if you can come up with something you think is better, please write back, feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com, or let us know on Twitter at MFN Podcast. You could call it work, work in progress, or works in progress. Because mm. we were progressing through our lives, That's, and this and is they, a work in our... And the, yeah, these are works, yeah. Yes. All right. <laughs> you guys are in concert on it, so I think that's... Sure, there it is. Works in progress. There you go. In Works concert. In progress. I like that, too. Want in concert. <laughs> <laughs> that's our other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Where we sing it has no Chinese agen- Ninja Warrior. Yeah, it has no agenda. Stones. You never know what it's going to be. Oh, boy. All right. Um, yeah, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Go there, shop. We'll get some of your money, and we can make our show and network even better. Um, and MidwestFilmNerds.com has all of our previous 142 plus bonus episodes. Please go check that out. Look for new Midwest Game Nerds and Fight the Franchise out in the next week. And uh, next week, I think it's Tim's choice for the uh, works in progress. Yes. Uh, it, would you like to reveal it now and give people an it's opportunity? It's going to be another. It's going to be another action uh, movie. It's going to be. Um, Legend of Drunken Massacre. There you Massacre, go. So. so I'm not sure if you can find it on Netflix or anything, but see if you can I track think, it down. I think copy. it's on Netflix. I know the regular Drunken Master is on Crackle. Oh, so. good. <laughs> good. Right next to Jodert 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So check that out. It's coming next week. Uh, Nick and I, I think, still need to land on what we want our movies to be. But uh, we'll get to that later in the month. Yeah, what, watch what we what? What did you say? What we want our movies to be. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's announce these like a week before time so people can watch. Yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. Like that was I wish Ew, I had given yeah. people a little more of a heads up with Turtles, but, you know. They've all seen Turtles. The important ones have and if they haven't, they're going to do it now. Yep. Do it. <laughs> all right, Kyle XY. Go watch a movie.